Welcome to the Isekai Pod. My name is Matt, and I am Isekai Trash. I love it so much, I watch everyone I can, and very, very rarely do I not completely love them. So come along, let me share my overflowing love for the fantastic, the wonderful, the truly impossible Isekai genre. Overlord, season three. Uh, same studio, same Funimation. First episode aired. July 11th, 2018. And the last episode aired on October 2nd, 2018. So where we got two and a half years between first and second season, we barely took a single calendar season <laughs> off before second and third season, which is good because third season, we're going right in. Whereas with the second season, we start with the lizard men and blah, blah, blah. You can take that time off. There wasn't really much flow happening. But from season two to three, we're charging right into some new flow here. We're going in. We're well, except for season uh, episode one it of was season a, three. It was a break episode. Uh, they're taking a break, a day off They've in the life of Nazareth. They've been ordered to take a day off. Which, in fairness, is not filler. It was prologue in the books. So it's another one of those prologue things. Doesn't really matter, but it did happen. So it is canon. Uh, they, I don't think they really needed to do it as an episode. They could have got away with going straight in. But here we are. <laughs> They're just being real real strict to the books here, which that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Albedo, uh, yeah, so the, he, he orders them to take, take a day off. Um, we learned that Albedo is a succubus, but because she's never been touched, uh, she can't ride her bicorn. Yeah, because she's a pure maiden. She's a pure maiden. Yeah. And, so uh, they 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 have a day off and they get to take a bath. Yeah, they take a bath. It's good because They're, Japan loves their bathhouses. They love their bathhouses. Clearly, I mean, if we learned nothing from uh, Mao Sama retry, it's it's that we learned that Japan loves baths. Um, in this episode, Albedo tries to full on rapines. Good times. Good times. Takes uh takes a couple guardians and those those spider things to get her off. I mean he's bones. What is what is she what is she hoping to do here? I mean he doesn't have the thing, the penetrating thing anyway. So um episode two, Eins re- reviews the grand plan, asking the guardians what they think the plan is, and they unanimously say it's world domination. Clearly, you clearly want to take over the world. And he's like, I I do. I guess I do. Yes, I do. you're yes, right. I do want to sure, take over I do. the world. Why wouldn't I? You must be right. You've given a lot of thought. Um, we see uh, Inferia working hard in Karn Village to make potions for Ainz. He's, uh, he's trying to make those red ones. Enri has named her goblins in good times. Um, and they are teaching the villagers to defend themselves. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. that that's how much I forgot about the first couple episodes. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's slice of life stuff going on. Some, you know, world building. Um and a lot of these goblins are in love with her, by the way. Somewhat, yeah. There's there's a bit of that. Um, they they fancy her, as it were. Um, but I think they they understand the hierarchy, and they understand that Inferia once 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 in on that, and they're they're pretty good with that. But they do adore her, <laughs> General, the great General Henry. Um, so they meet a hobgoblin kid out when they're out gathering. He's being attacked. And they bring him back and find out that the giant of the east and the demon snake of the west oh, the are, are starting west. to move yep. because of the loss of the wise king of the forest or the disappearance of the wise king of the forest. And because there's some undead guarding a 
mausoleum out in the forest and they're going to attack it and stuff. And so they're gathering their forces. There was a lot that happened in Henry's little village mm-hmm. um, in season three specifically. Oh, yeah. Oh, tons that happened in that village. Oh, yeah. And this is where you meet the Lupus sisters, too, right? Well, Lupus Regina, for sure. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, well, we meet we'll her. We that. meet her in three yeah. for sure, because mm-hmm. it turns out the giant of the east and the demon snake of the west are worried about the fake Nazarick being built and guarded by undead. Um, we meet Lupus Regina, and she is fun. She is fun. <laughs> I love her. Um, one of the battle maids. Um, they gain some ogres in the village, like some ogres are attacking or whatever, and Henry is like able to command them. I don't understand like her power. It's not really well explained. Like because she's um summon these goblins and stuff she seems to have become able to somewhat use a special voice or something to command these creatures and she's able to kind of like you get it seems like trick the ogres into obeying her and into believing she's super strong and the goblins play it up too they're like doing arm wrestling with her and they're losing on purpose but just to make the hobgoblin kid think that Henry's super powerful. I think I'm remembering more accurately now of this season with the village. Oh, yeah. Because at one point in time, it's probably not yet, unless it is yet. Yep. Um, No, no, never mind. I thought the village was attacked. Oh, later. Later, yeah. Okay. Soon, and then again later. And again later, yeah. Um, Henry goes to the... um, to Erantel uh, to to sell some herbs and stuff and and also because she's worried about this demon snake and giant of the east attacking she wants to enlist the aid of some adventurers but she stopped at the gate and they 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 search her and and have a magic dude who can tell when magic is happening he casts a spell and he's like holy crap uh you have a really powerful item on you and you didn't tell us about that so what the what the what what the what we're going to detain you and Momon just happens to be there. Just happens the, to be around. It's the horn, yeah. The horn, yeah. The, the second horn, horn. The second horn. Oh, and he's the like, second horn. He pulls. He pulls the 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 dudes aside, and he's like, "What's what, what? do you got that girl there for? I know her." And they're like, "You know her? You're the Raven Black Adventurer. What, why do you know her?" And he's like, "She's fine. She's from a village. What's her deal? Why do you stop? Because of this horn, man. It's magic and stuff. And she didn't tell us about it." And he's like, oh, I'll vouch for her. She's fine. <laughs> and so Nabe's kind of like following along as she goes and does her thing. And she goes to the guild and she's like, I need to request help from adventurers because we're going to be under attack soon, I think. We need defense. And they're like, you can't afford the defense that you need, uh, you poor village girl. Um, you should probably go. But Momon is there and he's in the back and he's like, what's... What's why is she here? And and the lady's like, well, she wants to, she wants to request help. There's apparently going to be an attack or something in her village, but I mean, she ain't got no money. So what are we doing? And Momon, not having had that reported to him by Lupus Regina, that anything was afoot, that anything was happening, the is current like, village was about to be yeah. this battleground. Surprised by this, tells the guild lady to, um. I need you to go find out what she wants, what she needs, and get all the information you can. Take her entire story. And because he's the Raven Black Adventurer, the great Momon, Adamantite rank, she rushes back out to Enry and says, Stop, stop, stop. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I, I need to get all the information you have that you came here to give us. All of it, please. Don't leave out anything. And she's like, what, What's happening? And she's like, "I, I Look, I'm sorry. I just missed you earlier. I just, it, It's a very important that you tell me everything. <laughs> So she tells her, and now Eins knows. Eins goes back and uh, 
gives Lupus Regina a tongue lashing. You know, why didn't you tell me? And Lupus Regina's like, well, it doesn't matter. They're just humans. You care about the potions, right? <laughs> and he's like, because uh, because like, Nefiri is is now brewing purple potions, which yes. is a big upgrade from their blue potions. Yeah, and Ines is like, he's super mad at Lupus Regina, super angry. He's yelling at her, and then he's, like, you know, he gets his calmed thing happens, and he's like, you know what? Clearly, this is my fault. I did not tell you how important this village was. So, going forward, <laughs> do not let any harm come to Inferia Enri. Or, you know, the grandma, and also as an aside, Nemu, because you need her to exist too, or else Henry's not going to play nice. Those those ones, for sure, need to be protected, okay? Look, <laughs> go back now. Um, so And then Ainz goes out to meet the, the giant of the east and the demon snake and the of demon the west. the demon snake of the west. He, you know, smacks him around a bit. They, they have a fight in a cave system, um, right? Like, yes. in a cave. Yeah. And uh, the... The demon snake of the West bitches out a little bit. It was like, oh, God, I'll totally be on your side. Yeah. He's like, clearly you're more powerful than anyone ever in the history of ever. Yeah. Um, so we'd be stupid to. to <laughs> the troll ain't having none of it. He's what a long name. You must be a coward. And he's like, what? what? And the demon snakes like these idiots think that long names mean coward. Don't listen to him. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> now I got the feeling from this that he definitely killed the trolls and then made them undead trolls because when they attacked the village they seemed off uh, everyone noticed that they seemed off they had like maybe a smell of death already well the goblins noticed they would notice. the goblins notice it yep about that sort of thing um, oh man uh because they were big stupid animals which when we had seen ogres previously in season two they could talk and they were well. These ones are trolls. Oh, trolls! Oh, they oh have yeah, regeneration. Right. Entirely like different. That. Yep, yep. Sorry, ogres and trolls. Entirely different. Did you lose? Did you lose hearing again? No, it's a buzzing. Oh, okay. No, it's not me. Is no. I don't, I don't think, think so. It's me. I don't when think I it's move me. the mic, things work better. Um, but yeah, so Karn Village is attacked by the the giant of the east and his trolls, and this is a fun part where um. You know, the goblins are fighting. The ogres are fighting. They're doing and They're doing an okay job staving them off, but they're starting to evacuate now. Henry is trying to evacuate. And, they, and they're trying their hardest, um, Henry and, and Nefiri. They they try so hard that they cover themselves in animal shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Lupus Regina is just letting this happen. Yeah. Which really bothered me because she was instructed by Ainz, Momon and Ainz, that nothing was supposed to happen to them. But she clearly hates humans. <laughs> she she had commented previously, it would be fun to watch this this village burn. And so... Um, As we have now discussed through season one and season two and season three, there's always one who thinks that humans are absolute trash. Well, they all think humans are absolute trash, but they always focus on one to point out that, that humans are absolute filth and below them. Yeah. And oh, so that man. that's why I think she lets it go as far as she goes. And Inferia is fighting a troll, and he's he's doing okay. He's throwing stuff at it, and it's you know it's not. But he's about to get smashed, smashed and scrape scrape. And uh, Lupus Regina pops club. in. Club, yeah, 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 yeah. And Lupus Regina pops in at the last moment, saves him. I think she throws a healing potion at him. Like here you go, and he's fully healed because you know Nazarek's got some sweet stuff. They got the good potions. Um. But she saves him, and it's all good. It's all good. She saves the day, cleans up the rest of the trolls. Yep. And that's that's the first attack on Karn Village this season. Yep. And oh, and at the end, she she gives Inferia and um 
uh, Henry the invitation to Nazareth. To go have dinner at yeah. Nazareth, yeah. A beautiful dinner that's been just expertly planned. And if there's a child, we should probably not have foie gras. Gross. Um, you know, that sort See, of this stuff. See, is, this is where that, that cooking that Tuari's learned and being a maid in Nazareth for a season, this is where it really pays off. Yeah. And so in episode six, I wrote down that this episode's kind of all over the place chronologically because it sort of is. Because we see, um, and it is in the book too, but we see Fluter, the royal mage, learns that darkness wishes to meet with him. See, this is the episode I really, really love. Um, it's, well, no, it's not this episode. It's later on. Never mind. Sorry. I mean, it's great, but it is kind of, this is happening, but at the same time, yeah. this is happening. But this is happening uh, before, but in the show while. So anyway... Um, he finds out they want to meet with him elsewhere, a worker group and workers are like adventurers, but they don't <clears throat> work for the guild. They don't work under the guild because in, in the Baharuth empire, there are temples and that's where people are healed. And so they're not allowed to like just randomly heal people. And so some adventurers aren't cool with that. So they become workers. They'll take on dirty jobs, jobs that adventurers wouldn't do. And also, you know, they'll, they'll help people. They're not allowed to just help people. And so workers help people sometimes. <laughs> right episode six is a little all over the place but yeah they're talking about this job and there's like four of them or something and they're discussing it it's pretty lucrative probably dangerous not about exploring this tomb that's been discovered previously unexplored tomb there may be riches there may be treasure and it probably will be dangerous yep but it's worth a lot of money up front and at the conclusion of the job and they decide they're going to take the job and this is this is the episode I really like when the workers get into the Nazarick. Mm-hmm. Um, they explore the outside and then delve their way inside. Yep. And as they're delving their way inside, you they run into a couple traps and a couple other guardians. Um, I think was this ep- this episode one of my favorite scenes when they get uh, one of them gets in the um, insector cockroach pit. Is that this episode? Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Yes. I believe that's this episode. Yes. I love this episode because this is where you get to see just how dangerous it is in the Tomb of Nazareth. Oh, yeah. For anybody, worker, guardian, it doesn't matter. And, it's and foreshadowing, terrifying. I think, happens in this episode when Momon, Momon uh, is traveling with this the worker groups. There's, there's many worker, multiple, like four worker groups went to the tomb, took the job. Yeah, but Momon is traveling with them. And as they go into the tomb, one of the soldiers or whatever that's traveling as well uh, is like, do you think they're going to run into any trouble? And Momon's like, does death count as trouble? <laughs> and the soldier's like, what? And he's like, oh, nothing and nothing. Um, no, they'll probably be fine. <laughs> that's my favorite line because he's like, does death count as trouble? Uh, oh, I mean, nothing. Sorry. Yeah, they're definitely going to die. <laughs> and before before all of them even make it into the tomb, they run into the Pleiades outside the tomb. Well, some of them. Yeah. One some of the worker of them. groups. Yeah. One of the worker groups. Yeah. The old man and his group. Yep. And they other, meet the Pleiades who are there standing at the entrance and the Pleiades just summon an undead army. Yeah. They're like, we're we're not going to fight you. Your opponents will be those dudes. And they look and they see that they've got like magical equipment and like... <laughs> High level these, magic equipment. Yeah, and these like, undead are like clad in gold armor with yeah. glowing weapons and shields. They're like probably under Death Knights um, that that Eins could summon, but they're still pretty powerful. Yeah, they like 
this this group doesn't even get doesn't even make it under the steps. No, and they, they kill them. They get slaughtered outside. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's this is where you find out just how dangerous the tomb of Nazareth is. How diabolical and how cruel yeah, as well. And it only gets better from there, from from the outside to when people get inside. I love it. And now uh, Foresight gets transported to the arena. We're there to fight Eins himself. Yep. Um, how many of them? Uh four total yeah i believe it's four yeah I, yeah it's uh the one guy who has a cross he's like a paladin yeah um you've got the one magic caster who can fly um then you have one guy uh, one, the leader the leader yeah who's uh, and the girl sword who, guy and boning. the chick that he's boning yeah. yeah and they get um transported inside to the the tomb or the arena of the tomb proper yeah, where they get to meet eins there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of bluffing and everything and it's kind of pff, who cares uh, but my favorite part is like Arche, 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 whatever the the magic girl who could fly. She um she has the same gift as Fluter Paradigm, which is that she's able to see magic ability, so she can see your magic aura and tell just how much magic you can do, what tears and everything. And she looks at Ains and she's like, he's he's bluffing. He's got no magic power. We can over. We can do this. We can. And Ains is like, oh. Right, sorry. And he takes off a ring and he's like, look again. And then she just blows chunks. She throws up because she's overwhelmed by the amount of magic power she's got. And not just the amount of magic power, how evil yeah. his aura is. And she's like, like it's oppressive. We're we're hosed. We're dead. We're dead. Like she's not even like, let's run. She's just like she's overcome with the despair that there's nothing they could do. She's like, oh. No, 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 no. It's great. That's a great scene. And they all die. <laughs> um, one of them dies in a miraculous fashion. Um, Eins kills three of them yeah. right out and tells one that she can fly away and go warn the others of what's coming here and um, what not to ever do. And as she's flying away, that's this episode, right? She's yeah. flying away. And Shaltier, Archer, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Shaltier stops her <laughs> and um tells her that you're you're not even outside you're underground you're underground what you see here this is the whatever level yeah the, this is your this is where you're going to die yeah and shall tell she kills her yeah that none Quickly, of them but yeah yeah none of them um none of them make it out no none of them yeah and it's fantastic they all die in a horrendous fashion because it's they're all fiends, and this is the tomb of Nazareth, and once you enter, you don't get to leave. Yep, and Ayn sends Mare and uh, um, Aura to the Baharuth Empire on, like, a dragon. They land in the, the castle or whatever and uh, kill a bunch of the, <laughs> the soldiers, and they're like, the emperor needs to apologize for sending people into the great tomb of Nazareth. Now we're going to be um, looking forward to that apology, guys. And Jerknov, he's... he's Nerves of steel. He's like, what I'm the name, emperor. Jerkniv. Yeah, well, what a L something. Name. You know, Jerkniv L. Yeah. No, we forgot to mention Heimske uses his tail and decapitates someone. Oh yeah, that was his head. Of the, oh, that elf hating dude. The elf hating guy Ugh. that has three elf slaves. So gross. It's a, a lot of these dudes need to die, or they deserve to they die. They deserve it. Not foresight. But they died anyway. But some of them were pretty bad. I just, I just thought that was really, really cool that we busted Heimske's chops earlier, and he's actually pretty powerful well, against he's gotten, regular he's humans. Fat, you know, the lizardmen have been training him to be a yeah. fighter. I mean, he probably was pretty bad against regular humans anyway, but this dude was a, a powerful adventurer. Yeah, he was an he adventurer. Whooped he whooped him. Whooped him hard, uh, easily. But that's sidetracking. Sorry, guys. That was, oh, that was no, my that's point. fine, yeah. So, Emperor Jerkniv um, 
actually goes to the tomb of Nazarick. Um, uh, what's he go for? Does he go to apologize or yeah. to offer his apology? Yeah, offer his apologies yep. for sending people in to invade his tomb. It's fantastic, and this is where we find out just how effing crazy um, old Magic Man is. Oh yeah, he's a nut, and he's at this point he has betrayed Jerknuf fully because it's... he set this up. He's already met with Eins. He's seen his magic power and has pledged himself to him. He yep. wants to see the abyss of magic. He needs to see more, and he knows that Eins can show him. And they use tier six magic easily and use death knights. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and this is Ainz just showing off his power constantly in this episode. Just he's created Death Knights. Fluter's like, well, we're we could die. This is we could go right now. We could leave. We could teleport. We could just teleport away from here because this is bad, 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 bad. That's a Death Knight. Um, we have you know how we have one in our basement that we can't control. He has perfect control of this Death Knight. <laughs> um, easily, I guess. And then you know the maids are like, they won't hurt you. If they've they're under the control. Yeah, they're under the control. No yeah, problem. and this is where you see Jerknev actually begin to crack a little bit once he realizes um, just how powerful Eins is. Like, he's yeah. in the throne room. Yeah, and he's thinking about what he could offer him, and he's like, yep. not power, not women, not anything. Not anything. Yeah. And Eins is there in his full glory, in his in his robe, mask off. You see you see Lich Eins. Jerknev sees Lich Eins for the first time. Yep. Um and his facial expression just looks like oh my god I I am dead at any moment. Yep, and they have brought the head of the noble who authorized the um the attack the incursion, into the yep into which is the which is BS because it was the emperor. It was the emperor it's, himself. It, the but nobles at scapegoat. Yeah, they brought the head and Demiurge does some stuff that makes Ains mad and that means that he no longer needs to apologize and you know we're even now and Jerknev's like okay but we should form an alliance. You should make a country and I'll support you. And, and we'll be, it'll be cool. It'll be great. Don't kill us. And so they decided to do that thing. Yeah. And that, yeah. And I get, I guess what I missed it in the anime, looking at this um, uh, episode recap, I didn't know Fluter was working for Ainz the entire time. Oh yeah. Since Momon met with him in the, in the Baharuth empire, that was when they hatched this plan. Oh yeah. I, he I had missed Fluter. That. He had Fluter set that. the whole thing up to come and, 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 and explore so that he could test the defenses of Nazarick. And so what we're saying, what I'm saying is pay attention because there are little things in the anime that will sneak up on you. Well, and at the end of this episode, Jerknev realizes yeah. that. And that, that's when I realized I, yeah. I was today years old when I when <laughs> Jerknev and I realized it at the same time that Fluter betrayed him ages ago. He's like, wait a minute. He's normally he would be pissing all over himself about this magic and how much he's excited, but he's just leaving. Without another word, he's betrayed us. He's working. He he's not pissing over himself because he's already secured access to it. So now there's standoffishness there. But Ainz tells the Riestes kingdom that Erantel is his. It has always been his, and it will be his now. And of course, you know, Gazef is like, Ainz said that we should just give it to him. We should let him have it. We should absolutely not fight him. Uh, he's he could kill us all. And the problem is because they're planning their annual war with the Baharuth Empire already. Now they have to worry about fighting on a second front against um, Ainz. And the yeah, and the they, king trusts Gazif, but he they can't just give just up his can't land. Concede <laughs> land. That's the point. Yeah, he just cannot concede land. He's like, like that. oh crap! I believe you, but we can't do that. There's no way we could do that. And so you know, 
Yeah, that's so crazy. And he doesn't ask for E-Rantel. He just says, this is mine. Yeah, this that's is mine. That's so crazy. Uh, you'll, you'll vacate or else. And so the Baharuth Empire and then... Um, is preparing for their normal, normal, normal ass war. Mm-hmm. Their annual war games, as it were. Ein shows up, and uh, you know they're like, "We we hear that you're going to make the first attack." And Ein's is like, "Well, do you mind if I summon some of my sh- soldiers first, just for giggles?" And they're like, "Sure." And he opens a little portal, and like all these all death, of the knights, death knights uh, just walk through. And not and, just the death knights too, but also the 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 magically equipped uh, undead skeletons yeah. come out too. Also, and all the soldiers are just shaking in their boots. Yep. And they're like, he's like, okay, so I'm going to cast a powerful spell to start this thing. And they're like, that's the plan. Oh, my God. And okay. so <laughs> we need to talk about the power of this spell, too, since you brought it up. Well, we're not we're not, not quite, quite there, there yet. yet. Yeah. I know. So Prince, then we get to Prince Barbro going to Karn Village to find out about Ainz and also take the villagers hostage if, if it comes to that. This is the second attack that I was so excited yes. about. Yeah, they're shooting flaming arrows at him and and just like being like, come on now. Um, Yeah, this is the second attack I was excited about. Yeah, they're like, you need to you need to come out and tell us about Ainz and the villagers are beholden to Ainz. They they owe him a lot. He saved them a bunch of times now. And so they're like, "Um, this is now like the third time he saved Henry. Yeah. And and so the villagers are like, "Um, we're not going to do that. Um, We don't want to fight you and stuff. But we can't give up Ainz. He's our, he's our dude now. Um, so no thanks. And so Prince Barbara's like, burn it down. And so they're shooting flaming arrows and stuff. And then, um, you know, they're going to encircle them. And Henry's just going to try to evacuate with the people. She's Try to trying get to get out yep. through the back. But they circle around. She blows that stupid ass horn. Okay. Five thousand goblin troops and not just regular stupid retarded goblins we're talking goblin mages goblin uh, assassins, riders goblin goblins, assassins yeah. goblin archers, archers goblins, this, goblins, like that. this is a fully armored fully fleshed out goblin army this isn't like the stupid retarded goblins of the first horn no i lost my shit when i saw this in this episode with this goblin army these are the strong goblins. This is why when she was in the village, the guy was freaking out about this horn because it is super powerful. Yeah, and Ainz is confused too, and he thinks that, well, maybe she's unlocked some condition because it's supposed to just be a garbage horn. He that thinks summons it's supposed like to be just a garbage 10 horn. 10 to 12 goblins yeah, to help you out. But it is a fantastic, amazing goblin army. And not only does the goblin army save the village, but they murder every single guy oh they repel the attacks of prince barbro for sure and then lupus regina uh pops up and and when uh prince barbro has retreated and he's you know trying to regain he's his trying to yeah that's regain right. his nonsense and she's like hi um here's some other goblins the level 41 red caps that i had lord ein summon and they're um they're gonna kill the rest of your army and I'm going to kill you because you're not needed. Yep. And he's like, but I'm I'm the first prince. And she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't don't really matter that. to that's me. Not, and that's when you get to see yeah, Lupus Regina actually be pretty cool. Yeah. Other than being a stupid, I'm going to teach you how to cook and yeah, uh, she, sit here in this village with you and watch trolls stomp all over you guys. Yeah, she kills the crap out of Barbro. He's dead now. It's fantastic. He has it coming, though. He's kind of a dick. And that that does lead us then to the main battle of the. Oh wow! Are we war. there already? We are. Yeah. Once Barbro's dead, oh, Lupus Kina does her things, and uh, Eins casts a spell. 
Oh, he yeah, opens this opens with a spell he casts, which kills seventy thousand of the kingdom's soldiers immediately. Just dead. Immediately they dead. And the soldier next to to Eins is one of the four whatever holy knights of the empire, whatever. I don't really remember his title, but um He's like, wow, that was sure something. And Eins is like, oh, that's hilarious. That was just the precursor to the spell I cast. That was the sacrifice that allows this to happen. <laughs> and like five, Jesus. what is they called? The young? Uh, uh, well, the spell is Eashub Nagurath. Nigurath? Nigurath? I'm going to have to censor that. Oh, okay. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's, uh, that's a reference to some of the HP Lovecraft mythos right monsters which is really really cool so yeah it probably need to be censored and that summons five dark young yep they're called the dark young bleeding goat things these things are towering massive goat things with tentacles and mouths and giant hooves no eyes i didn't see any eyes i don't remember any eyes no no eyes just mouths and they just uh they go across the entire length of the battlefield against the kingdom's men um just stopping them and eating them them. yum and um tearing them limb from limb you you get to watch people get ripped in half and crushed underfoot yeah and the soldiers on the empire side are just still shaking in their boots now and and you you see uh jerknev um absolutely shitting his pants yeah because he now realizes the extent of the power if he didn't realize it before he now does yeah he his idea was that Eins would release a powerful spell that would wipe out some of them and would make the kingdom realize that Eins is a superpower and we need to ally with Mm -hmm. the empire we need to ally with the platinum dragon lords we need to ally with these and the that and the slain theocracy we all need to ally together Unfortunately, it has the opposite effect where they all realize we can't do nothing. There's nothing we can do to ever stop. There's it, no alliance. Ever. There's nothing that we can do. Yeah, the that dark young proved power. to be unstoppable. Yep. Until there's one point, oh, which brings us into the last episode of season three. The last episode. Uh, Eins walks onto the field of battle behind his dark young, and um, they all stop. They all stop because um, there's been a... How how did this deal go down? Because we have Gazelf and Gazef, I forget his name. Gazef. Gazef and Climb and Brain all there. And Gazef is there with all four relics yep. of the kingdom to make him like the ultimate warrior. And how does it come to how do they come to a one on one duel? Ainz just... comes down and says, I want you to join me. And Gazef's like, I can't do that. And he's like, watch, I can stop this. And he snaps his fingers. They all stop. Freeze. Oh, they freeze. Yeah, that's right. And then Gazef just challenges him to a duel. Yeah, and Gazef's like, I can't join you. I would challenge you to a duel, though. And Ayn is like, you know, you know you lose. You know he's who like, I am, right? Yeah, I know. Which really sucks because I, it sucks that Gaines, uh, um, Gazef. Gazef, um is on the kingdom side as opposed to um, the empire side. Yeah. Because, you know, and then Gazef, he's, you know, Eins inspects his sword and is like, this this might be able to kill me, actually, if you know how to use it. And he's like, this will be fair. And he's like, hey, um, and Gazef tells Brain and Climb, he's like, I don't want to be resurrected yeah. if I die. Don't interfere. Uh, this don't is interfere. a one-on-one duel. And, uh, and don't, don't bring, bring me back. back. To, yeah, don't bring me back to life. 
because he wants to sacrifice himself for the for the greater good. Yeah, he believes that if he if Ainz kills him, maybe he'll stop this attack. Yep, and he does. Ainz does kill him and without without any difficulty. Yeah, he stops um, time. Stops and, time, and then touch of death. Him. Instant death. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's just it's it's pretty anticlimactic. I know we're building it up, but it it really is that anticlimactic. Yeah, he stops time and walks up to him and touches him and kills him. It is really anticlimactic, but Eins yep. is that powerful. Yeah, and and you know, and Eins after he's done is like, we'll take him back and purify him before we return him to you. And they're like, no, we're gonna take him back to the kingdom. And Eins is like, okay, but the the spell I used, he cannot be resurrected from that unless I purify him. And they're like, he didn't want to be resurrected, so we're just gonna take him. We're like, just gonna take enough. him. And he he stops the goats from from attacking the the yeah. kingdom out of respect for Gazif because um, he he this is this is where a, a really good growing point uh, again for Eins. I mean, he could if he wanted to just kill the entire kingdom, and it is sort of his want as a as an undead, mm-hmm. you know, as a fiend, yeah. And he's like, overlord, um, he's like, you know, it. just give me the land that I want, or I'm gonna let these goats unleash on the kingdom and kill all of you. Yeah. Oh God, it's so bittersweet. Yeah, and it's that so takes us to Irantel, where Ainz has seized control, and he's uh, parading down the street, and a little boy throws a rock or something. Throws a like, Give rock me back at my him. dad, and yep. Albedo comes out to to murder the crap to out of the murder, boy to cut down this little boy. And um, Pandora's actor, dressed as Momon, disguised as Momon, shows up to play a little theater telling her that she can't do that it's not cool he'll yeah. fight them ein shows up and is like uh, you know join us you'll be our eyes our and sheriff ears here yeah. yeah you'll be the, the sheriff like a sheriff like a constable yeah you know if and and you'll be able to make sure that everyone here is safe we'll keep everyone safe but you can make sure and in return if anybody is is plotting you can squash that real quick mm-hmm. and he's like okay and, uh, you know, all the floor guardians uh, gather again in front of Ainz in his new throne room in the Erantel and declare their loyalty. And Ainz is the Sorcerer King. Yep. And, uh, yep, of the Kingdom of Sorcery, yeah. yeah. God, it's fantastic. It's great. I I can't. I Season two and season three really picked up for me. They were they were brilliant. Season two after the first five episodes was great. Yeah. All of season three was good. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I love the whole thing. It was good. Um, and again, three seasons uh, took them, you know, a couple years from season one to season two. But then season three was bam, bang right after um, the light novels still continue. Yep. I presume. Oh, yeah. And as Matt has said numerous times, these isekai animes are are to promote the light novels. Um, so give it a watch. It's brilliant. I can't describe it or talk about it um, well enough to do it justice. Matt has seen it infinitely more than I have, but I um, not a waste of time. No, it's no. fantastic uh, from episode one, season one, all the way to the last episode in it's season so three. It's so good. It's it's brilliant. Give it a watch. Overpowered protagonist, it. baby. It's uh, As Matt would say, it's not a waste of time. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a good use of time. So thanks for listening. See you um, next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Isekai Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Follow the podcast on Twitter at IsekaiPod. Find us online at IsekaiPod.com. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll hear from me again real soon. Unless you get trapped in a parallel world. Sayonara. Sayonara.